Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Fig Nuts podcast. This is episode 288 overall, season 7, episode 13. I'm Britain. and I'm heavily medicated. I'm Craig, and I'm here. And I'm, I'm back. You're back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> Sorry, I've been gone for like what feels like a month. <laughs> uh, let's see. What, what, why was I gone? Um, uh, anniversary. I had my anniversary one week. Last week we had a medical issue, and someone and and a member of my family had to go see get seen immediately in an ED. So that took away. But there, I missed another week. Why did I miss uh, the other week? Was it work? Uh, work maybe. Possibly. It's, it's so, so long ago. I don't even remember. So, <laughs> but I am back. But. I am also the day after my flu shot. So before we go any further, I'm going to apologize because I'm is not drunk. <laughs> I'm not drunk. I, I am not drunk. As a matter of fact, I, I don't have any alcohol at all. We'll get to that in a second. I, I am one of those folks that no matter what the vaccine is, if I get vaccinated for anything that 24 hours afterwards, I am shot to the universe. How shot to the universe? My wife gets out of work every day at 430. She's been going, she's been working there till 4.30 for like the last year and a half. Today, I went to pick her up at 4 p.m. <laughs> that was her, her there early. <laughs> that was her old end time from the job that she had in the same place. She's, she got a promotion and her hours changed slightly. But I'm sitting outside and I'm like, where the hell's my wife? And I look at the freaking <laughs> clock and I'm like, you're a half hour early, asshole. That's, that is how out of it I am today. So... I'll apologize in advance. I'm probably going to make some mistakes more than usual, but I'll tell you what's not a mistake. Starting where we always begin, Craig, what are you drinking? Uh, it's very boring again for me this week. It's uh, water. Oh, so no beer for you tonight? Uh, no, yeah, like last week, my allergies still suck, and plus we're going to a brewery soon. So This weekend, Craig and I are hitting the road and heading to upstate New York where he's finally going to get to see Northway Brewing. I'm going to take Finally. him to, to Northway Brewing. Now, I, I've built this place up so much in his head. He probably <laughs> thinks it's going to look like like Oz glimmering on a hill with like yep. cherubs. And, that's look, that's what I'm expecting, at least. <laughs> like flying around with beer. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an industrial building that used to be, I think, a lumber shed or a lumber company. So, um, yeah. <laughs> But the beer's good. It's very nice. It's nice inside. It's very pubby, very warm uh, space inside, and they have a nice do they outside have, section. Do they have food, their own food? No, oh, at least not not good. the last time I was there. No, All it's right. been two years since I was there. I was last there in twenty twenty one, or was it last year? Or was twenty twenty two? I don't know. <laughs> was the year I was supposed to go to Alaska and got canceled last minute? I think that was two years ago. Is that 21 or is that 22? Either way, it's been at least a year, but it's a, it's a fantastic little facility. I'm excited to show you. I am drinking diet soda because A, flu, flu, flu vaccine, and B, yes, I'm going to be drinking a lot on Friday and Saturday. So, um, yeah. So, this, so we'll, this will be the boring beverage podcast <laughs> tonight. But... Uh, there's a lot going on since the last time we spoke. There has been a ton going on in the football world. So let's do a couple of burning hot takes. Craig, would you like to go first or would you like to go second? Uh, you know, I'll go first. What do you got for me? <laughs> so as we get to or week six, right? Yeah, I think so. Um, trade rumors. 
start oh, to yeah. swirl as they do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I found a list of people who the quote-unquote experts uh, feel are the prime candidates for a trade, but I'm only going to go over the offensive one because defensive ones really don't affect DFS too much. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I'll let you, I'll tell you the names and where they think they're going to go, and you just, you know, let me know if you agree or not. All right. Okay. Okay. The first person on the list is your friend and mine, Captain Kirk Cousins. I think there's a reasonable good chance he moved. Do they, do they have a potential partner? Uh, their guess is the Jets. Hmm. hmm. I don't think he goes to the Jets. I think he's too expensive for the Jets to trade because the Jets don't have a lot. And, and the Jets are too worried. Listen, and this is gonna. I'm, I'm gonna delve very lightly into my burning hot take here. Aaron Rodgers is not the most. The ego of Aaron Rodgers is not the most stable thing. And Mm. I don't think the Jets would risk that. I think they've already understand that this year is a lost cause. And the best thing they can do is start shoring up for next year. If they bring Mm. Cousins in, it's because they think they can compete this year and no other reason. Yeah. I still think they should assign wins, but that's just me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The next person on the list is captain game manager, Ryan Tannehill. To? Th- to possibly the Falcons or the Jets. Definitely not the Jets. Definitely not the Jets. He's not He's not a solution to the Jets. If the Jets go after a quarterback, it's because they want to compete this year. They're not going to risk upsetting Aaron Rodgers. Right. So, and, and does Tannehill do that for you? Does he do it better than Zach Wilson? Yes, but I can name 50 people who do it better for, for you than <laughs> Zach Wilson, right? Zach isn't exactly yep. a, a top-level player. So, no, I don't see him going to the Jets. I could see him going to the Falcons, but I think the Falcons are, I think they're committed to this. We're going to throw Ritter to the Wolves and see if he comes out alive mentality. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say neither one of those happen. All right. Next on the list is another Titan, uh, is a running back. His name is Derrick Henry, and they think it's possibly to the Browns or the Buccaneers. I could see him going to the Bucs. I can't see him going to the Browns. Um, the, the Browns, if Watson had been decent, I think it would be much more likely, but I think the Browns are coming to the realization that Watson's not the answer. So why spend up on something that's not going to help you? But I could definitely see him going to Tampa because Tampa seems to not be as bad as people thought they would be. Baker's been a little bit better. Baker's still starting, right? I have been out of it for a couple of weeks. Uh, he, yeah, he is still starting, and, and okay. White is still the running back for now. Yeah, I mean, I everybody was big on Rasheed White because we knew they were going to have to take some pressure off of Baker Mayfield. Um, Rasheed White has not. A lot of the guys that we expected to uh, kind of break the mold, him, Alexander Madison, uh, even Kenny Gainwell, people were saying, oh, Gainwell's going to get a lot of touches. Oh, look, he's getting all these first-team first reps in practice. Okay, whatever. None of these guys have really panned out. So I could see it. I could see him going to Tampa. Okay. All right. Uh, there's two more, and the next two right. are receivers. Uh, the first one is Cortland Sutton. Two? Two, possibly the Browns, Cowboys, or Texans. I can see Cowboys or Texans again. I don't think the Browns are trying to shore up. If anything, the Browns have too many wide receivers as it is. They don't know how to do what they're doing with it unless they shipped one or two back as part of that. So I don't see the Browns. The Texans are definitely better than we thought, but the Texans are also deeper at wide receiver. 
Nico Collins has actually turned out to be decent, which was funny because I made a joke with somebody I was going to draft Nico Collins in the preseason. And and actually, now I look at him, he's like a top 10 wideout in some, in some formats. Um, and Tank Dell, I know he's he's hurt, but, you know, he came out in a very real way, too. But so I, I don't know if, he, if they're looking to get, add another wideout there. But uh, yeah, I mean, I could see that happening. All right. And the last one is Devontae Adams to possibly the Texans, the Ravens, or, and this does make no sense in my head, the Patriots. I think any of those are possible because Adams is pissed off. Adams does not want to be there anymore. Um, Adams... They got rid of his friend. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they they definitely they, they got rid of people around him. The coach has already fallen out of favor. I don't know if you saw the clip that's circulating, but they cut up to Mark Davis's... Um, Mark Davis's booth at one point and he was just shaking his head and yelling at someone we couldn't see off screen. Kind of kind of like you or I would do when our team did something bonehead. Kind of like a, <laughs> what the hell are they thinking? What the hell? Just, did you just see that? That kind of reaction. But shaking his head, he clenched and slammed his fist at one point in part of this. I, it's not it's breaking news and shock of the world. It's not going well in Vegas. So... I think I think Devonte Adams could literally be traded anywhere, anywhere. You know what name you did not bring up that shocks me? Yeah, you didn't mention Nicole Hardman. Uh, he's not on on this list. No, he's not. <laughs> the Jets want to move him something desperate. They do. They forgot he was there, and I think he did too. <laughs> the Jets have absolute buyer's remorse on the one year four million dollar deal they give him. Absolute buyer's remorse. They are thinking, listen, if if this year is already in the shitter. Let's just get like a second or let's get a third or fourth round for him. We can't get a second round pick. Who we can? Let's get, get I don't care. Get a fifth round and a bag of cookies and, <laughs> and it'll be worth it for us. And yeah. I feel like that's where they're at. And so I'm, I, I, I think he definitely moves somewhere. And don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if it's back to Kansas City. <laughs> don't be shocked. The Chiefs didn't hate him, but the Chiefs didn't love him enough to keep him. But he actually had minor minor flashes of success there, and the Chiefs look woeful in the passing game. Yeah, woeful. I can see him going. I can see him going back there. I can see Justin there. Watson has led the team in on-field snaps in like two of their four games. Like he's got he's on the field like seventy percent of the plays. Justin Watson. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's weird. It's weird to say out loud. <laughs> what do you think? Any of these guys? Any, what, what jumps off to you? What jumps off at you? I really think this is. <clears throat> I really think this is Kirk's last year in Minnesota. Oh no question. So no question. If they can find someone who could afford what they would want for him, oh, yeah, they're could, not going to get much. They're not. No, they're not. It's going to be. You know, it's going to be. It's going to be like the Packers. And it's going to be know, what they try to do with Aaron Rodgers. They're going to want this, all these first round picks. Yep. And then they're going to be like, well, okay, how about a second round and like a 10th round? <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it, um, I think, I think a lot of teams are reaching the find out stage with blockbuster trades. We hear all these names floated around. Jonathan Taylor stood up and said, I will literally play anywhere but the Colts. The Colts. <laughs> go find yourself. Yeah, go ahead. We want like three first rounders and like a nice vacation. And. <laughs> And it like, yeah, you, you, you go. Yeah, you're, you're worth, you're worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they come back and he's like, wait, what do you mean? Nobody will pay your price. What do you mean? No one will pay a first round pick. The best you can do is like a second or third round pick. What are you talking about? 
And then he was like, yep, yeah, well, you're stuck with me. And if you don't put me in, then all right, Jesus Christ, I will give you a goddamn contract. Shut up. <laughs> I, yep. I, you know, <clears throat> I think I think teams are starting to find out that what they consider to be trade value is not trade value. It's like trading in fantasy now. (laughs) And and there's always that owner, right? There's always that owner. And I'm not going to, since you are not that owner, but every year we have that (laughs) same conversation about Justin Herbert, right? Every year it cinch calls me and goes, trade me Justin Herbert in the dynasty league. And I go, you're not going to be able to afford my price. He is the only quarterback I have worth a damn on my roster. And I do well in this league. And he's like, try me. And I'm like, all right, I'll take your next four first round picks and every quarterback on your roster. <laughs> and he's like, that's insane. I'm like, yes, because <laughs> Justin Herbert is significantly overvalued to me because of my situation. And that's the thing. I think the Colts look at him. The Colts are looking around the room and going, oh, God, we're going to get an extra first round pick. Everybody ready? Start looking at the charts, boys. We're getting an extra first round pick. And then, it, and then he comes back in the room and he goes, I'm not going anywhere. And you're like, what do you mean? What do you mean nobody wanted you? It's it's yep. it's it's too expensive, and running backs are expensive for what they return. Running backs break down. Cinch is not wrong when he says you never give a running back a second second contract. Ever since he said it like three years ago for the first time, I've watched everybody who's gotten contracts. None of them have done well. No, not not comparatively to what they did before. No. If I remember correctly, the first time he brought that up was like four or five years ago when Le'Veon Bell was trying to get his contract with the Steelers, you know, the whole, I'm going to apply a Dairy Queen bullshit. Yeah. And I think that was like the first time he brought it. He was like, they'll never sign him. They'll be stupid to sign him. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's one of the premier. Nope. You never give this guy a second contract. And ever since then, I see these guys renew their contracts or sign these extensions. How many of them worked out? Like one out of 10. And I can't even tell you that one I can think of. I'm just saying there's gotta be, there's gotta be somebody who worked out, but I can't think of it. No, I can't either. Off top, off top of my head, not really. Yeah. So there's because because then it'll just get hurt. And like you look at um, they didn't really bring it up, but during the Colts game, like Jonathan Taylor looked like he got hurt again on the sideline. I know he was on like a pitch count, so yeah, it's fine. But he kind of like fell over on the sideline and then didn't really get up that quick. <laughs> and everyone like kind of circled around him, and then uh-huh. the the camera and announcers just like ignored that and get one back to the game. So yeah, so, yeah, I, I, they're very I, fragile. Once, once they get hurt once is always a giant, like question mark. Yes. Earlier today, I got a message. I got it. Cause I, I have, I got Jonathan Taylor in like the eighth round of like two different leagues. So I got a message on fantasy pros. Oh, Jonathan Taylor Col- Colts coaching staff says Jonathan Taylor will see an increased role. You told us last week he wasn't gonna be on a pitch count. And then he was on the pitch count. <laughs> and Zach Moss ran wild. So mm-hmm. I don't want to hear it that, oh, he's going to have an increased role. Okay, what does that mean? He's going to get five carries instead of four? Whoopty fucking do. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't. First off, never trust when a coach tells you something's going to happen. Never. Never. Oh, we're going to be definitely focusing on, on getting the ball to this guy. That guy is going to get three targets. They're all going to be in the first quarter, and you're never going to look at him again. Nope. It's, <laughs> it's distraction. Unless it's somebody stupid like, what do you think about Tua and Tyree Hill? Well, we're going to try and get Tyree Hill ball a lot. Of course you fucking are. You're not an idiot. <laughs> but when they come out there and go, oh, this guy's hurt. Well, you know, X is going to step up and Y is going to get a lot more playing time. And, you know, we've been impressed with Z. Z is going to is really impressed us and he's earned an opportunity. 
You start hearing speak like that, do not touch player Z. No. Don't. Don't do it. At we're 20 all. minutes in and we're still I'm still ranting on the on the first question. So let me move on to the second uh, burning hot take. So mine. Have you seen all the I know you've seen it because I've been screaming about it in the podcaster's thread on our text <laughs> message saying Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and Travis Kelsey have ended up in this accidental beef. If you haven't been keeping up with this, last week Aaron Rodgers referred to Travis Kelsey as Mr. Pfizer. Because Travis Kelsey had the audacity to do a promotional thing where you could get your flu shot and your COVID shot at the same time. If you're not remembering last year, this is the same guy, Aaron Rodgers, who lied to the media, who lied to the <laughs> NFL, and lied to all of you, and said, quote, I've been immunized, end quote, when he had not done anything but take some herbs. <laughs> he is... I, I, I can't I can't sit there and say he's anti-vax, but he clearly does not believe in the COVID vaccine. But he takes a shot at Travis Kelsey, calls him Mr. Pfizer. Kelsey responds by saying, just making a comment that, you know, he works for a team. He, his team is owned by one of the Johnson & Johnson heirs, so he really shouldn't be talking about, like, vaccines and medical companies and stuff like that and just leaves it alone. Wait, Kelsey well, this does or the... Or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Woody Johnson is a Woody as an heir to the oh, Johnson they, and Johnson you know fortune. I never like connected that. I all didn't right. until Travis said it, and all of a sudden it was all over the media. Oh, but Travis right. kind of takes the high road. Is like he can say whatever he wants. It doesn't freaking matter. Well, Aaron Rodgers right. yesterday responded by going back on the Pat McAfee show. Well, he's got nothing else to do. So I mean, and saying <laughs> that he would love to sit down and have a conversation or a debate with Travis Kelsey about vaccines. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Based on, I just want to know your reaction to that. Cause you know, mine's going to be harsh. I, we'll my reaction, my reaction is really, it really shouldn't be surprising to anyone, especially, especially now that Aaron Rodgers is not playing probably for the rest of the year. And mm -hmm. he has really nothing else to do. So, like, it's not it's not surprising to me. Will this debate actually happen? Maybe, maybe not. Did Woody Johnson call him? Probably. So, so yeah, I'm not I'm not shocked. This this goes back to not this previous this last off season that we just completed, but the off season prior to 2022. Do you remember a short lived segment we did called "As Rogers Turns"? Yeah, because all we every week it was some new drama about Aaron Rodgers. He broke up with his fiance. He wants out of Green Bay. No, he's going to stay in Green Bay. He's making all these demands. He's telling them who they got to draft. No one's listening to him. He's getting pissed off every week. It was another headline about Aaron Rodgers. Well, you know what? The whole offseason was New York headlines about Aaron Rodgers. Then he went out and got hurt. Headlines stopped. No one's talking about Aaron Rodgers. This dude has the most fragile ego. I can't say that because Antonio Brown is still a person. Has one sure. of the most fragile egos I've ever seen. He has to be the center of attention. Oh, and by the way, while all this is happening, Travis Kelsey's reportedly dating one of the biggest pop stars in the world who's shown up at two of his last three games, and the media is going gaga for it. Okay, so Aaron Rodgers... Sitting at home with a bad knee, not the focus of attention. No one's talking about him. He sees Travis Kelsey getting a ton of attention. 
And he takes his shot. And he takes his shot. And you know what? Frankly, it's pathetic. It's pathetic. Yeah, I'm going to defend Travis. He's, he plays for my team. I think Travis Kelsey's a great player. Travis have an, Does Travis have an anger problem? Yes. Has he had an anger problem this year? No. Is that Taylor Swift? I don't know. But if she's freaking keeping Taylor, Travis calm, then pay her. <laughs> Put her on the goddamn staff. <laughs> he hasn't punched or yelled at anybody in through five games. That's a fucking miracle in and of itself. But Aaron Rodgers is a very petty, petty person. Very petty. And this is just, oh, I was so angry at this because it is so on brand for him. The conversation must result revolve around him. And when it doesn't, he's got to bring it back to him. So how do you do it? You start challenging these things. Again, somebody put it out on Twitter. I, it wasn't me, but I retweeted it. And it's still called a tweet, goddammit. <laughs> I retweeted it. That was like Aaron Rodgers, just your daily reminder, Aaron Rodgers lied to you all about taking the vaccine last year. Just your your daily reminder that he he's a liar. And I'm like, yep. And yet here we are again. I just. And, you know, yeah. shame on ESPN for for and for allowing it on their airwaves. Shame on them. They brought Pat McAfee in because they wanted to be edgy. Well, this is what you consider edgy? That's not what I consider edgy. I consider buffoonery. I consider it disgustingly rude. Anyway. Okay, so that's my rant on that and the end of our burning hot takes. Let's move on. Let's do America's favorite game because I'm already burning through time here. See what happens when I get back? Okay. I got all sorts of fire. You get, you get back and, and the Cowboys are good. Wait. Cowboys were good, then I take my break. Now they're bad again. That that was easily predictable. <laughs> Everybody's hurt. Justin Jefferson's on the IR. Devon A. Chain's on the IR. Anthony Richardson's on IR. Yeah, oh my god. Somebody somebody tweeted that out this morning too, and I cracked up. He goes, based on my timeline, everybody owned Anthony Richardson, Devon A. Chain, and Justin Jefferson. And now they're left with Dobbs. <laughs> <laughs> Who else did he cite? It was it was, a, it was such a random. It was like now they're now they're starting Jeff lineup. Wilson <laughs> is it was Dobbs, Raheem Mostert, and Marquez Valdez Scantling. <laughs> I just yeah. started to laugh. I'm like, all all of it, he's not wrong. No, he's not he's wrong. Not. All all you're seeing on like, oh my god, my season's over. Wait, you had all three of these guys. <laughs> did, did you only draft one quarterback? Are you in a 20-team league where everyone rosters two? Because if you're not, there's probably somebody on the wire. Gardner Minshew's probably on the wire. And if you're in a league like that, you should have gotten Gardner Minshew. You should have. (laughs) All right, America's favorite game. All right, it's going to be an easy week for Craig. By easy, I mean not. There is only one game over 50 and one game under 40. Why is that important? Because there's a strong correlation between fantasy points and actual points scored. Who knew fantasy players get points when they get touchdowns? So, Craig, you're going to only get three strikes tonight. You need to tell me the one game that's over 50. Okay. And the one game that's under 40. And you get to pick whichever one you want to start with. Let's go with the over pick. All right. So who is over 50? Oh, there's there's. There's a couple of there's a couple of guys out here pretenders. There's some pretenders out here. All right, I'm going to because I have to guess them every week. Uh, I'm just going to say the Chiefs and the Broncos. Chiefs and the Broncos is incorrect. Mm. That's a forty-seven and a half. 
I would have thought that one's easy too, but I think the Denver offense is so bad. They don't think they're going to get past <laughs> 14 points. It's a 10 and a half point spread. So let's just, let's do that math really quickly. So 47 and a, and a dead split would technically be, uh, what is that? 24 and 23 and a half points, 24 points. So it's 10 point spread. So that means the chiefs are going to get them by plus five minus five. So that's like 29 to 19 is what they're thinking. That game is going to be roughly. 29 to 19. That's not even a lot of points for the Chiefs. The Broncos have been a punching bag. And they're yeah, only I mean, I guess because it's a divisional game, I suppose. You know what? I, I got a bonus. Hold on a second. I'm going to look at this really quick while you think <laughs> about your next one. Passing props. Patrick Mahomes. Uh, uh, no, I want, I want that game specifically. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Because I, I feel like that's going to be really, really good odds on the passing props for that game. Uh, where is it? Passing props. Patrick Mahomes completions. Where's touchdowns? Are they under TD scores? Score two or more. Score three or more. Oh. Because I think, I think, uh, I don't have to find it. I don't see it anywhere here. It's under passing props. I think Patrick Mahomes could throw for two plus touchdowns in that game pretty easily. He won't score two touchdowns because that means he's got to be the runner. But I could, I, I could see it though. Yeah, I mean, if yeah, I could, I could definitely see him, uh, him throwing for two. But I can't see him running for two. Oh, there he is, plus twenty eight hundred to run for two. Eh. But where the hell is like his? Where the hell is his throwing numbers? Passing yards two sixty eight. That's a little high. I don't know. Okay, so that's strike one on you. Okay. Um. Hmm. Bengals look better, but I don't think they're there yet. Uh, let's go to another team I pick every week because they have a good offense, but they still manage to lose. Uh, let's go with the Chargers and the Cowboys. Chargers, Cowboys, and this is the over or the under you're shooting for here. I totally forgot. Uh, the over, the over. The over, that's correct. That's 50 and a half. Ooh. Cowboys Chargers and only and Chargers are only plus two. So they think that's gonna be a shootout and it's gonna be close. That's mm-hmm. like what 26, 24-ish mm-hmm. is like the implied total there. So and oh Chargers plus 110 money line. Oh. And they're home. Oh, I'm getting the vapors. <laughs> I might have to put there might be some money going on the Chargers that game. Oh crap, we never heard from the pit the, the source today, did we? We didn't. I'm gonna send him a quick text was, while you figure out. He was too. Uh, he was too busy yelling about uh, Steelers or something. Yeah, we had a very <laughs> lively conversation about about the the coaching techniques of Mike Tomlin. Because as Craig and I yeah. have been on record before, we don't. I don't. I don't. He, he doesn't raise professionals. And the source's point of view is it's not his. It's not his job to make professionals. His job is to win football games. And I'm like, but you do one as part of the other. You know, so we, we kind of had an interesting discussion yep. on it. Yep, and then he saw the clip of uh, what's of Watt punching the what's yeah. his face. PK Watt just punches somebody right <laughs> up. I think he saved head. flowers, wasn't it? And he's like, "You guys might have a point about the about the Steelers." <laughs> yeah, my, like my that, only point, that wasn't an accident. <laughs> my only point is how many guys have left the Steelers and gone on and, and been really productive with the Steelers and gone on to complete buffoonery? Antonio Brown, <clears throat> Chase Claypool. Le'Veon Bell and and my, and Juju. and the, Juju Smith Schuster, who's been just irrelevant. He hasn't been a jerk, but he's been irrelevant. And the source's point was 
well, maybe Tomlin just gets the best out of them. Like, maybe Tomlin enables their behavior to get the best out of them. And that's not okay. It's not okay to sit there and say, you know, and you used to see this in business all the time. Oh, that guy brings in $10 million a, a, a month. We can let him sexually harass anybody he wants in the office. That's not okay. <laughs> that's not okay. Just because he makes you money does not mean his behavior, abhorrent behavior is acceptable. And that's the way it feels. Like, I can't think of any other team where people have left Tomlin, more people have left Tomlin and had and had more issues outside of the organization. So either the organization is really good at keeping people under control or the inmates run the asylum and they yeah. get to do whatever the hell they want. And it feels a lot more like the inmates run the asylum based on my experience, but no, okay. I, anyway. I would agree. Okay. Yes. Um, you got the over. So now you got two strikes to get the under. There's one really crappy game. Uh, let's get you your hint. The actual number is 37 and a half. Okay, let's go with a terrible offense. <laughs> let's go with Cinch's favorite quarterback, uh, Mac Jones versus the Raiders. You know what the funny thing is? I was scrolling through. The moment you said Cinch's favorite quarterback, I started scrolling through the games looking for it on the screen. <laughs> Whereas there is, that's a 41 and a half. Oh. And the Patriots are plus three because the, the Raiders are at home. That's strike two. Panthers, Dolphins, no. Ravens. This time next week, I'll be in Las Vegas, which is why I will not be here next week. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to bet at a sports book in Vegas to make it official. Am I? Yes. Well, what the hell? How am I gonna? What happens if I win? I'll bet it again. But I'm leaving (laughs) Monday. Uh, I'll bet it on Sunday. So bet something Sunday, like for an early game. That way, I can turn it in before I go if I hit. There you go. You know what I'm gonna do? I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. What are you going to do? Before I leave next week, I'm going to ask each of our contributors for one pick, and I'm going to put together a four or five pick parlay. Nice. In Vegas. Nice, nice. And they were, that, that'll do. Okay, yeah, that, that's a good idea. And watch. Watch. Sean's going to be like, <laughs> I really like the Monday night game. You can't bet the Monday night game. I'll be on a fucking plane. How am I trading in if we freaking win? How the hell am I cashing it in? That's right. You're gonna cash in, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna go to um, Total Wine and get one of those expensive bottles out of the lock cabinet. That's right. Okay. Anyway, all right. You got um, one more strike. What's the under? Okay. Um, man, these games kind of suck. There's a lot of games <laughs> I can see it being. Oh, I'm tied between two. All right. So tell me both hope. The Eagles and the Jets. Okay. And the other dang, scroll. Um, Eagles and the Jets because the Jets' offense is inept for the most part, but their defense is really good. So okay. The other game is the 49ers who have a very good offense and a good defense playing the Browns who are a dumpster fire. Again, or still, <sighs> depending on still. your point of view. <laughs> uh, and the Brown like, so can the Browns score more than score t- like 21 points versus the 49ers. Ugh. I don't. Ah. But can the 49ers score enough to cover it? Uh, with their offense? Yeah, I think good. <laughs> so, I mean, you're saying you got to get over 40. If the Niners score 30 and the Browns get two touchdowns out of the deal, that's 44. Now you're into the over. I mean, they destroyed the Cowboys. Oh, my God. What a bloodletting. And the Cowboys do have a good defense, and they rolled over them. 
Brock, who, who, who would have thought this time last year Brock Purdy was going to be the answer? You know, for a million dollars, it's a steal. It's all he's making right now. He's going to make a lot more than that if he wins a Super Bowl. They're going to they're gonna end up in a Super Bowl against the Chiefs again this year and end up getting killed. It's going to happen. The Niners can't win. A, the, the, the Niners brought all, all their luck against the freaking Broncos 30 years <laughs> ago. Now they got nothing left against the AFC West. All right. All right, you know what? Screw it. Let's let's go with the 49ers games. 49ers and Browns is correct. That <laughs> game is a that. 37 and a half, and I think it's exactly the reason you thought the, the Niners are going to put up 27, and I don't think the Browns are going to put up more than 10. Um, it's actually only a seven-point spread. Oh. So that means that they think that the, the Browns will get to, like, 14, but that the Niners are only going to get to, like, 23. So however you like it. But there's a lot of games in here I could see, like... Ravens Titans is only 40 and a half. Uh, Dolphins, you can't do anything with the Dolphins. Vikings, Bears, who knows? Colts, Jags, Seahawks, Bengals, Saints, Texans. I think there's a lot of under potential this week in some of these games. Maybe I'm crazy, but I just, I feel it. So I'll tell you right now, I'm going to go against the grain. Normally we're like, take team guys who are on the over. I'm not touching the over this week. Cowboys, Chargers, you can have them. Hmm. I'm not going to use them. In, I'm not going to use it. Well, I won't use Cowboys in the DFS. I'll use Chargers in DFS like crazy, but I won't use the Cowboys in the DFS. And I'll still use the the Niners, even though our uh, our analysis here is selling us we shouldn't. So, okay, next. So <laughs> I sat down to do the metric today, and as you know, the metric is a conglomeration of multiple experts. I take a lot of people's opinions in before I put in numbers. And two of the experts I trust did not get their numbers up. Oopsie. <laughs> They're all, these guys always publish their first batches of numbers on Wednesday. So I had only one set of numbers to work with. So I'm like, you know what? This does not give me a cross section enough for me to make an adequate decision on my own. So I kind of went a different route this week. And I kind of looked at position by position and people who I think are going to have decent games so that's what we're gonna do this week we're still position by position but much like craig and cinch did last week we're just gonna pick one guy that we want to talk about and kind of prop up a little bit my one guy at quarterback is gardner Minshew. (laughs) i know craig loves that craig loves the underdog guy gardner Minshew is the second coming of blake bortles for us (laughs) just doesn't get the new doesn't get the voice associated with them but um, Minshew's at Jacksonville. Jacksonville's fine. They're back from this isn't another London game, right? Uh, no. Who is the London game this week? Actually, really quick. there is a London game this week, isn't there? <clears throat> there is, I believe. Oh, scroll, scroll, scroll. Hurry. Box. I know the Chiefs uh, are on Thursday night. It's the Ravens uh, Titans. That's going to be exciting. There's why that game's like <clears throat> that. Why that game should be an under. <laughs> Take the under in that game. They're all going to be jet lagged. Um, so I, I, I like him on, uh, DraftKings. He's only 5k. And I think that Jacksonville's going to be a little chat lagged. I think Indianapolis has got a little bit more oomph to them right now than we expected. And I can see Minshew going for anywhere from 15 to 25 points. And if he gets 15, he's at three X. So I'm loving Gardner Minshew this week for DFS lineups. Craig, who are you liking this week? Uh, and you know, honestly, that who is my pick going to be too. Why not? Be- we can, because we can he's, agree. 
He's he's five thousand, and the Jacksonville's defense, who is for some reason having issues this year, I don't know if it's because of injuries, but their secondary is not super. I think they're ranked like in the bottom half of the league, so mm-hmm. so he could he could have a good game, and he still has his mustache. So the stash <laughs> at running back, I got a guy. Right, so I'm going against the grain for me, and I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go with one of my old standbys. I'm loving me some DeAndre Swift this week. As long as DeAndre Swift stays upright, he is going to continue <laughs> to provide that's there. That's the big if. That's the big if. And it may not be an if so much as a when, but he's through five games already, and he looks pretty solid. He's 6,100, which is uh, you know mid-range for a, a running back. I love his potential against the Jets, so I'll take Swift. It's also a very short trip for them, which is nice. And then my against the green pick, you're not going to believe these words are coming out my mouth. I'm going to go Bijan Robinson. Really? I have not been a Bijan believer. I was wrong on Bijan. Let me just say it right there. I have said since the day we started this show, when I am wrong, I will tell you I am wrong. I am not Colin Coward. I will tell you I am wrong. I was wrong about Bijan Robinson. Everybody, oh, Bijan, Bijan, got to grab him in the first two rounds. Get him, get him, get him. Bijan, Bijan, Bijan. I was like, you go ahead and take him. Atlanta's bad, and Bijan's going to be, even if he is a good player, he's going to struggle because that team is bad. He has been consistent. He has been very good. I've got him slated for 18 points, which is not quite enough to get to 3x, but it is stud range. So I've got Bijan Robinson and DeAndre Swift in a bunch of places this week. Who do you like at running back? Uh, so this week, I kind of like Alvin Kamara against Houston. He's back from his suspension, as everyone have seen. But I think he's back in pretty good stride right now. And he's not, you know, he's he's still using fresh legs, quote unquote, because he, you know, he was off. Uh, so he's he's fresher than the other running backs. He's 6,800. He's playing Houston, who's having a good offensive year. Their defense is still iffy. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my sleeper pick, because he is extra, extra cheap, and because he's playing, I'm sorry, Sean, he's playing a terrible defense, <laughs> and it's a division game. Uh, Cam Akers is only forty eight hundred dollars. I mean, and there's there's a lot of potential high rollers in that middle area this week. Kamara is a huge one of them. Raheem Mostert is another one at sixty four hundred dollars. You got to pay attention to him, right? Mm-hmm. At Zach Moss at sixty two hundred. These are question mark guys. Could Zach Moss get you 25 points? Yeah, he sure could. Could Raheem Mostert get you 25 (laughs) points against Carolina? Yeah, he sure could. But he could also get you five. You know, like before now, David Montgomery, everyone knows I'm a Montgomery stand. I know since just cringed in his truck, but I'm a (laughs) Montgomery stand, but he's up to 7,300. I can't do it for 7,300. When guys like Moss and Kamara are staring at me, uh, you know, I just, I can't do it. So I love those picks. I love those picks. Uh, Wide receiver. I got a couple of guys. I love Jalen Waddle this week. Um, I actually have one lineup where I have both Waddle and Tyreek Hill at the same time because Carolina is, they're going to go air early against Carolina. Um, So yeah, I think that's going to be really good. The problem is if you spend 16, that's 17,000, that's 16, 16.9 K right there. You got to go cheap elsewhere. So I'm looking for somebody who has the potential to get me like maybe one score 
And I'm looking at Bobby Trees. I'm looking at Robert Woods. He's only 3,800. He hits the end zone, and he's going to get me at least two or three X. It's not a bad offset. So at wideout, I'm going, I'm, I'm trying to high roll with one of the big guys. Tyreek Hill is obviously my favorite person to do that with in this case. Um, Puka Nakua is too expensive. Jefferson's on the IR. Even DJ Moore. DJ Moore at 6,500 is way too expensive. Way too expensive. Adam Thielen at 5,900 is intriguing, but I think that the Miami defense is going to be able to take him away. Um, if I'm looking for one of those guys who's been too quiet lately, I'm looking at Brandon Ayuk. But like mm. Craig said, the, the Cleveland defense is not uh, is not a, a slouch. So the next person I'm, I'm looking at down is possibly Marquise Brown. I hate to say that. But I mean, I'm looking, uh, there's a lot of cues next to names of guys I like. You know, Adams, Amon St. Ross St. Brown, Mike Evans, Jacoby Myers. Who the hell saw Jacoby Myers coming out of the woodwork this year? I thought I thought for sure Hunter Renfro was going to be the clear number two. I did too, and clearly it's uh, not. <laughs> you know, Debo Samuel, 6,100. These are guys you got to pay attention to. Got to pay attention to. But if you're going to pay attention, you're going to go with, you're going to go into the eight or nine K realm and try to take somebody from the six K you're not going to be able to play with Puka and Jamar chase unless you take a Bobby trees. So exactly. that's what I, and I think, and like I said, I think I have a lot of faith in Miami's air assault this week. So I'm going to go Hill and Waddle. Who do you like at Whiteout this week? Uh, so this week I kind of doing the same thing you, you did. I'm trying to pick like one kind of chalk kind of stud player. Uh, for me this week, it's Jamar Chase, because clearly after last week, we saw that, hey, the Bengals' offense works again like it should, because, you know, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow's calf isn't, you know, stabbing him every time he tries to throw. Uh, so they're playing Seattle, who's right now, I think, ranked at the bottom of pass defense. So mm-hmm. I think Jamar Chase has potential for a really good week. And then I'm still trying to say mid-tier, and I kind of like Calvin Ridley playing the Colts. Interesting. 67, How much is he? 67. So it's right in the middle. Right in the middle there. I mean, you depending on what your lineup looks like, you're probably going to have to go super cheap on like, you know, tight end. But but you know what? That's actually a really nice. That's a really nice diversity play, because one of the concerns I have about this lineup I just talked about was Hill plus Waddle and then using Bobby Trees as cheap is that do I really think that Miami's going to be able to feed all the mouths or we know Hill is going to create stuff, right? Even if right. he'll only gets like three targets, he's going to have two runs for like 40 yards. So he's going to get his his touches. But if Miami decides not to throw the ball and lean on Raheem Mostert, okay, I should probably stop talking right there. But even <laughs> if they, if that's the route they go, then maybe Waddle doesn't see the amount of volume I think he's going to see. Maybe Calvin Ridley, and Calvin Ridley's $900 cheaper than Jalen Waddle. Maybe I go Hill... Ridley, and then that opens up a couple hundred bucks more for me to go somebody a little stronger of a chance than Bobby Woods. Bobby Woods is admittedly a reach. He's a reach because I need to save money. So <laughs> that's a really interesting play, Craig. I might steal the Ridley idea. Yeah, go for it. I like that. Uh, tight ends. Uh, okay, so tight ends because I've spent, I've literally spent $20,000 on wide receivers here, right? Um, yeah. So I gotta go cheap at tight end. So I said game, I said, hmm. actually, I asked DraftKings, DraftKings, 
who's the cheapest tight end that's averaging at least 10 points a game? And he said, well, if you're talking about people who are tight ends who are averaging 10 points a game, there's only like eight or nine guys on this list. And I was like, because don't forget, this is main slate. So you're thinking Travis Kelsey. You know, Travis is on this list because they play Thursday night. I'm thinking main slate. The cheapest name yep. on this list is Logan Thomas, who's averaging 12 points a game and he's only 3,500. Okay, I don't want to use Logan Thomas. Okay, you can pay up a little bit. Evan Ingram's 4,500. If I've got the money, the guy I love is Sam Laporta at 5,600. But I don't think I'm going to have the money. So I am going to just, I'm going to pour $3,500 on Logan Thomas all day. And if he gets me double digit points, it's absolutely perfect. He needs what, what I'm doing the math, my 10 and a half points to be at triple X, at 3X. 10 and a half points, and he's averaging 11.9, but he's only 3,500. That feels like an easy value buy to me in a cash game. What about you? What do you like a tight end this week? Uh, so, same thing, since I'm using higher end receivers i need to save money on tight end so two that i like is one one's the che- the first one's a cheaper option uh that's Smythe in miami mm-hmm. he's 2900 and they throw see- a lot oh, they yeah. use him decent you know a decent amount for a tight end oh, the other one i find up. interesting actually it oh, thanks DraftKings app um where'd he go is Hello? kate otten 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 uh in tampa Okay. Reason reason being, I don't think Mike Evans is playing this week. He's questionable. He's questionable. So if he doesn't play, that only really leaves Godwin and him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I can't really name you the other receiver in Tampa Bay. Can you? I can't. Wait a minute, Chris Godwin? Yeah, it's Evans, Godwin, and then who? That guy. Exactly. So that's why I think I the, uh, it might be a sneaky pick. If the worst if part is Mike Evans we, isn't playing. The worst part is we know exactly who it is. I just the it's a who's that guy moment for me. Like the moment I look it up, it's gonna make perfect sense. Trey Palmer. Okay, I take that back. <laughs> Trey Palmer was not the guy I would put in that third spot. <laughs> wow, this team really is bad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't even have. Oh my god. According to the according to ESPN's depth chart, they only have six wideouts. <laughs> oh Jesus! And one of them, Russell Gage, is on IR. Oh yeah, I forgot he was there. Well, he's, he's on, on IR. IR. Yeah. According to this, it's Evans, Godwin, Palmer, Devin Tompkins, Raheem Jarrett, and Russell Gage, and that's it. So if Evans is out and Gage is out, that means you have four active wideouts. They're gonna have to bring somebody up for practice squad. They better yeah, have and, somebody just hiding on the practice squad. <laughs> And Otten. <laughs> and, yeah. And Kate, and Kate Otten. They, they, according to this, they're carrying four tight ends, but they're only carrying a total of six wideouts on a three wideout typical set. They're going to have to go two tight end this week. They're going to have to go two tight end, which it brings up an interesting question. You just said Kate Otten, right? Yep. If they end up going two tight end because their wideouts are down, I can't imagine they're going to make that drastic, drastic a shift, but we may see more two tight end sets out of Tampa Bay just because. I had no idea they were so thin at wideout, but I'm, I mean, maybe maybe ESPN's depth chart is on crack. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> looking at it. Durham Smythe, by the way, you brought him up. Yeah. He had seven targets this week. He only caught three passes for 44, but he had seven targets. He had, that's the most targets and catches he's had since week one against Buffalo, where he caught all four of his targets for 41 yards. So 
it definitely feels like they're trying to get him more involved. He's only got 15 targets across four games, but it definitely feels like they're trying to get him more involved. I think I think you might be on to something there. Now, the bad news is you spent so much money on everything else, you've got to take a shitty defense. <laughs> because at this point, you're down to like 2500 bucks if you're lucky. I wasn't. I was down to $2,200. <laughs> so I had to find a defense that was $2,200. There was only two options. Okay. <laughs> the Browns are $2,200 as they host the Niners. Mm-hmm. Or Carolina on the road in Miami is two thousand dollars. So I don't want. Do I want the team, the bad defense playing Miami, or do I want the bad defense playing San Francisco? And San Francisco's got to fly west to east, got to cross two time zones. So that's what I went with. So I'm starting. The, I'm starting the <laughs> Browns defense. I agree with that. I agree with that. You're averaging eight points a game, which isn't terrible. They're going to have a miserable game against San Francisco. Eight points a game actually puts them in the top 10 for defenses on DraftKings for the season. But, <sighs> mm. yeah, you got to the same. Afford. I did the same thing. I had 2,700 left. In this okay. Uh, and I went, I went with the Lions because. So maybe yeah. that's where the $900 from Calvin Ridley plays in. If I use that $900, all of a sudden, that's now I have $3,100 I can spend. Now I could take the Washington Commanders. Hmm. Now I could take, uh, let me look at it. I could take the Bengals at $2,900. See? Calvin really opens up some opportunities. <laughs> yeah, that might that might be a, a good switch. I, I might make that switch. Just because now that I'm looking at it, I'm, I, I totally remember this too. I'm like, I have two defenses and they both are terrible. What the hell am I doing with my life? <laughs> so I had to question all of my life choices. So in either event, yeah, it looks like we're going for a much more balanced attack this week. I'm definitely going cheap at quarterback and defense, and then I'm just trying to balance out in the other's position. So really depends on who's the one guy you think you're gonna is gonna go off. You've got to be able to use him, and then you gotta balance around it. If you think Tyreek Hill's gonna go off, that's great, but I gotta spend down in two slots and wide receiver, or you gotta adjust your budget by position. If you think that uh, Calvin really is going to go off. That gives you more flexibility elsewhere. So, yeah, interesting, interesting, very interesting. I missed, I missed these conversations. I got to admit. So, all right, Craig, we're almost out of time. It's time to go to final thoughts. What is your final thought going into week six? Going into week six already. That is kind of scary. Um, you know, for season long, if you're if you're winning but people are broken, uh, try to make some trades. If you oh my God, if yeah. you're in a, if you're in a league that trades drafts the next season and you're losing, try to get some picks. <laughs> it's that time of year already. I saw a guy on Twitter this week who was like, "This is why I never trade for a running back midseason." And he put up a guy last week before the game last week mm-hmm. who offered him in Dynasty three picks in next year's draft, basically his entire rookie draft for a chain. And the guy was oh. like, yep, you can have him. And now A-Chain is, <laughs> now A-Chain is hurt, and this guy's yeah. got three picks. So yep. you never trade during a, during a season for a running back in Dynasty. But yeah, yep. it, it, don't cling. Uh, when, I, when I was able to pick up Devon A-Chain because Craig had a roster issue before A-Chain had that massive week, Craig had a roster issue and had to drop him, and I was able to snatch him up off of waiver wires. And 
I had sat there and I said to myself, I can start this A-Chain kid. He looks like he's he's starting to do really well. He can put a couple games good in a row together. I'm going to put him in the lineup. And, of course, he went off. Um, but that meant I had to put Najee Harris on the bench. Najee was my first-round pick this year. I picked late in my home draft. Was my it? final Yes, wow. Najee was the end. I think, well, I had to turn. So it was oh, either my right. first or second-round pick, but he was either the 10th or 11th pick. Uh, and Stefan Diggs was the opposite end of that. And I didn't like either pick, but Diggs been okay. Um, my my advice is you'll hear a lot of people, a lot of experts will sit there and go, you play your studs. You drafted this guy number one for a reason. You play your studs. No. You are six weeks in, and your guys are starting to show you who they really are. And <laughs> some of the guys are who we thought they were, and some of the guys are not who we thought they were. Do not drown yourself and chain yourself to, this is a first rounder, I must start. Start your best people every week. Start your best people every week. Do not get chained to draft pick. And if you feel like you're trained to a draft pick, go ahead and trade them. Because there is somebody out there who's going to pay you money for them. I haven't been able to move yeah. Najee Harris yet. I'm trying. <laughs> hint, hint. No. Hint, hint. Somebody, somebody <laughs> call me. Call me. I, I am willing to move. Not even with a chain hurt, I'm still willing to move him. Um, it's just, it, it just blows my mind that people, you got to play your studs. Yeah, when they're studs. But there are always guys we draft early because we have faith in them or because we think they're going to do better or because we listen to a, pre- a preferred expert. And then the guy doesn't produce. Don't be chained to a draft pick. Yep. Don't be chained to him. It's fantasy football. This guy's kids are not going to starve because you trade him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The other thing you can do if you're smart and you're a smart fantasy owner oh, is you wait, hold it. Stop. Stop the presses. We have information from the source. Oh, we have something from the source? We do. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? I don't know. <laughs> what do we got? Go ahead. Read it off, Craig. What do we got? Uh, so, he likes some money line parlays this week. Okay. You can get these for plus 100 on DraftKings, and they are as follows. The Chiefs over the Broncos. The Dolphins over the Panthers. The Bills over the Giants. And the Eagles over the Jets. But you got to parlay all all four of those to get to plus 100. Yes. His underdog special is Houston. He said to look at the alt lines, Houston plus three, and the under at 48 and a half is plus 120 right now. Hold on. All right. Chiefs are minus 535 on the money line. We're going to go over time a little bit. Dolphins. Dolphins are minus 800. (laughs) This is why it's only 100. The Bills. Where are the Bills? Where are you guys? Where's Buffalo? There's Buffalo. Buffalo is minus 900 (laughs) on the money line. This is insane. And the Eagles over the Jets. The Eagles are minus 285. And then what if you you threw in Houston plus three? He's he's absolutely right. Do all of it on one one parlay. What does it come up? He's absolutely right. Those four picks are plus 100 when they're put all together. That's how easy those, air quotes, easy those picks are. Who's the other one? All right, so add in Houston plus three and the under at 48 and a half. And what is the total parlay? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Houston, Houston's at plus one. He wants the alternate line? Yeah. Alternate spreads. Hold on. Now I got to Now I got to do some voodoo here. I gotta find. I gotta find it on the thing. Right here. Okay. Houston's Houston plus three is minus one fifty one. If I add that, yep. a five pick parlay is two thirty three plus two thirty three. 
Okay, and well then what if you add in one more at the under at 48 and a half? Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. Alternate totals. He's really diving deep this week, ain't he? Yes, Look at him he go. <laughs> under 48 and a half. If uh, that's uh, minus 266, when I add it to the parlay, your picks cannot be parlayed because they're the same game. Oh, I can't. Right. It's that stupid same game parlay rule that DraftKings has. You can't take two picks from the same game if you put stuff from the other. You can do a same oh. game parlay, but I can't do both. So, all right, so I'll take the 266 out. That's a five pick parlay. It, at plus 233. Oh, all right. <laughs> that's that's pretty interesting. Oh, I can round robin it, too. Ooh. All right, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to have to do that. All right, that's interesting. All right, so the source likes the money line for the Chiefs, Dolphins, Bills, and Eagles, all of which are very strong favorites. So he wants to parlay them all into a plus 100. And he says, if you want to get fancy, you can add in Houston Texans plus three. So thank you again to the, the mysterious source for getting a, a Wi-Fi signal and uh, wherever, whatever campment out in the desert he's in this week and <laughs> passing on that info. So how you can pass us on some info, you can always reach out to us. Fignutsdfs at gmail.com. That's right. Fignutsdfs at gmail.com is our email address. I went on Twitter today. Dun, dun, dun. We are at Fignutsdfs on Twitter. Guess what I'm not doing tomorrow? I am not going on Twitter tomorrow. So... You, you can reach out to us on Twitter, but don't expect an immediate response. We check it like three times a season. Uh, you can also reach us on Facebook. We are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast on Facebook. And of course, you can help us tremendously by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on whatever podcast directory you found us on. If I may be so bold to recommend a five-star review, that's the most helpful. Another week in the book, Craigs. This time next week, I will be in Las Vegas so you're going to have to con one of our contributors into sitting in the big chair. <laughs> but I'm sure you can figure that out. Uh, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Until we speak next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Hi, Deb. <laughs>